Welcome to the Spirit of Life Ministries. Spirit of Life Ministries aim is to call to the born-again body of believers to manifest the kingdom of God through the teaching and proclamation of the word of God, as well as the greater good for all humanity. Spirit of Life Foundation is based on Ephesians 4th chapter for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in unity of the faith and knowledge of the Son of God and fullness of Christ, to the edifying of the body of Christ in love. Spirit of Life Ministry's heart is for the restoration of the soul and greater good for all out of love. Please welcome now Sister Beatrice Jackson. Thank you for joining Spirit of Life Ministries. I'm Sister B. I appreciate you tuning in again this week. Let's go to God in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for another opportunity as always. I don't take it for granted that you've allowed me to minister your word to the minds and the lives of people, to their hearts. And I ask that you give the hearers to be receptive to your word. Let it fall on good ground to where it will bring forth fruit in their lives. I also ask that you give me the grace to minister what you have given me. All these things I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we've been talking about being in our, our proper place. Actually, this is a series uh, titled Body Parts, The Clarion Call of God. And this is actually part five. We've been talking about being in our proper place in Jesus Christ and uh, the clarion call of God. Now, um, I just want to pose a couple of questions in regard to what would hinder us from being or occupying, which is the function, in our place in Jesus Christ. Let's go to 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, and I'm going to read uh, verse 16. I'll be reading out of the New King James Version this week. And as I gave you some examples over the past couple of broadcasts of what we can do sometime in order to be out of places where well, I used myself and I used uh, another pastor that I observed. And I've seen it not just with myself and that pastor. I've seen it with people, period. Anyway, verse 16. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? The question is, yes, it is. Because it is the ear. And I gave the example that since, um, you know, since God did not uh, anoint me to uh, sing, you know, I thought different. I, um, I did not accept who God called me at that time. I, I fully embrace it now. Yet when he first started dealing with me, I did not. And that's what we can do sometime and find ourselves out of place. Another thing that happens is... Um, with authority, those that are in authority, um, pastors or, or bishops, or whatever, whomever they are, others can do this as well and people not end up in their right place or function properly in Jesus' body. Verse 21 says, And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Now, this eye represents, and the head represents, these that are in authority and saying, I have no need of you. 
the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I have no need of you. Because it is God's placement. God places each member in the body as it has pleased him according to his wisdom. According to his wisdom. So that is a couple of the hindrances that can happen. Something else can happen as well. Let's go to Matthew, the 28th chapter, starting at verse 18. And this is where Jesus is giving the great commission before he leaves and ascends to heaven. He says, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority, the King James uh, says, all power. And he says, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Disciples meaning students. Make students of all people, all nations. Teach them. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Verse 20. Teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. So we read here where when we don't adhere to the great commission that Jesus has given us, it puts us out of joint too. It puts us out of position because there's a position in Christ. He has given a mandate. And see, this is what's, let's go to John 2, John, um, the second chapter. This is more so of what is happening because these two go together. You know, we are not adhering to Jesus' uh, great commission that he gave. Now, let me say this too. All churches are not guilty of this, but some are, and they know who they are. Okay? This does not uh, apply to everyone, yet it does apply, apply to some. Uh, so, let's go to John, the second chapter, starting at verse 13. Now, the Passover of the Jews was at hand, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. And he found in the temple those who sold oxen and sheep and doves and the money changers doing business. When he had made a whip of cords, he drove them all out of the temple with the sheep and the oxen and poured out the changers money and overturned the tables. Verse 16. And he said to those who sold doves, take these things away. Do not make my father's house a house of merchandise. The N New American Standard Bible says, don't make my father's house a house of business. The Amplified Version says, don't make my father's house a house of commerce, business. And this will take people out of their position too, losing sight of the great commission that Jesus Christ gave and has made the house of God more of a purse, uh, excuse, excuse me, more of a place of merchandise, a place of business, commerce. And today, what that looks like is um, making, it, putting the importance of making financial reports ahead of God's business, anniversaries ahead of God's business, celebrating man, celebrations for man in the place of celebrating Jesus Christ. All these distractions that do not edify the people of God and do not confirm or affirm their true identity in Jesus Christ 
take away and their hindrances from people actually coming into the knowledge and understanding of who they really are in Jesus Christ and the part that they play, their purpose. It robs them of their purpose. Now, yes, some that are in authority, that's, they're, they're the blame for that. Yet, now, we have to accept responsibility for that too because Jesus died in order for each and every one of us to have a personal relationship with him. We can, we can, since we have a personal relationship, we can go to him and ask him and not allow man or look to man in order to tell us who we are. He'll tell us who we are. Jesus will tell, the Holy Spirit will reveal to you who you are and your purpose and enable you the grace to occupy in it or function in it. Praise God. Another thing that happens is Ephesians, uh, the fourth chapter, where Jesus gave gifts unto men. Men being universal in this case because it involves men and women. Ephesians, the fourth chapter, verse 11. And he himself gave some to be apostles, he being Jesus, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. Now, I find that the problem comes in. This is a hindrance, another hindrance. When those, not all, but some do not even believe or think that the fivefold ministry gifts, which that's what these are that I just named, they don't be- think or believe that the fivefold ministry gifts are yet in operation. They believe that it was just for that time. I disagree. I want to call your attention to verses 12 through 16 in the same chapter. And I want to ask you a question. Just think about this. And as you think about this, I want you to think, is the church perfected? Because Jesus Christ will never stop perfecting his church until his return. Verse 12 speaks of equipping the saints for the work of the ministry or perfecting them, the King James says. It speaks of edifying or building the body of Christ up. Verse 13, are we in the unity of the faith? Or are there so many denominations till there is no unity? Are we growing in grace, maturing maturing into the fullness of the stature of Christ as far as maturity? Are we no longer children tossed to and fro? Or are we like children? Are we yet like children being tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine? Are we able to... Speak the truth in love for the greater good and the well-being of a person. The motivation of our heart being love is the whole body fitly joined together, supplying one another, effectively working, and everyone doing their part. Or do we not even know our part yet? I want you to think about that. Because this, this is the purpose of these ministry gifts. And we've made the mistake of... And, you know, I'm not faulting anyone. I'm just telling you what I've observed since I've been saved. That making we've made the pastor to be the end all. The end of all. And that's not so. Think about it. I pray that this has helped you and enlightened you in order to help you with your walk with the Lord. Now, Father, I ask that you give us your people to know who we are and what we have in you. And I trust your word as it has gone forth 
that it will accomplish what you please. All these things I ask in Jesus' name. And I thank God. Amen. This is Spirit of Life Ministries. I'm Sister B. And until next time, God bless you. Thank you for listening to Spirit of Life Ministries, an end-time ministry purpose for revival of the heart toward God, restoration of the soul for the hungry and the lost. Let them that are athirst come and let them take the water of life freely. Spirit of Life Ministries is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. If you would like to be a blessing to the ministry, donations can be made through the Giveify app. To contact the ministry, Spirit of Life Ministries can be reached at 414 249 Until next time, thank you and God bless you.